0: And happy new year. Welcome to the You Don't Have to Be Perfect podcast, an authentic space to talk about life in truth and love. We all know that 2020 has been quite a year. And I just wanted to encourage you in this new year to remember that flipping the calendar has no magic in it. But there is a God who knows exactly the plans he has made for you. So the best thing that any of us can do is to seek him. Let me share with you Matthew 6 33 to 34. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be provided for you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will worry about itself each day has enough trouble of its own. Well, I think we know that's really true, don't we? So friends, let's stop clinging to what we think is right or wise, and let's seek the one who is right and wise. It's true. Not everyone is an Enneagram One Perfectionist, but it is my firm belief that our world today suffers from a lot of the destructive and deceptive lies that perfectionism has to offer. That is why this podcast will encourage, empower, and uplift you. You've heard it said, we are our own worst enemy. I'm sure, like me, you know this to be true. What you may not be aware of is that it hurts you more than anyone else out there. For those of you brand new here today, perfectionism has destructive habits that play a negative role in our lives. Perfectionism can hold us back and force us to live from a place of fear instead of love. Perfectionists have good qualities too, but only when they are functioning from a healthy perspective. Perfectionism frequently lies to us by keeping us in a not enough zone, because when you strive for the impossible goal of perfection, you will always find yourself in the lack. Hi friends, it's Vanessa Liu, your host of the You Don't Have to Be Perfect podcast, an authentic space to talk about life as a perfectionist, in truth and love. Inside today's podcast, I have with me Susan Eriko. She is a screen coach and writer on healthy phone practices. She helps phone distracted people overcome unhealthy phone habits so they can gain freedom and thrive in daily life. She's also a mother, household overseer, and she enjoys running, and reading, and adventuring, and, you know, I met Susan via Instagram, and I enjoy the encouragements that she shares, so I look forward to talking with her about those soon. So, thank you so much for being here, Susan.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's really um, a pleasure and an honor. Yay!
0: Well, I'm excited to uh, get into these questions here. So, you know, you've shared with me that one of your biggest struggles is living surrendered, Mm-hmm. I can relate to that very much and mm-hmm. I've learned how important it is. You know, I it's it's the most important thing honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and yet my overzealous personality can sometimes get the best of me. So I'd love for you to share with us a little bit about what you mean and how you practice becoming more surrendered.
1: Um Wow. Well, that's a great question. Um, And and let me just start by saying, I really appreciate your intentionality and the way in which you frame up these um, concepts of faith. So, well, Uh, I think it's a real gift to those of us who follow you um, and benefit from your, you know, just what you do. So um, I love how you use the, you're welcome. I love the way you use the word overzealous. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's a word I can relate to. Uh, I'm definitely the kind of person who is a Mm -hmm. go-getter. I have, I call myself a productivity junkie Um, from an early age. um, Like in my early twenties, I was able to identify that productivity was one of my biggest idols.
0: Mm. I just
1: like getting things done and feeling there's a little bit of a greed to it. Like I should be able to do all the things. Right. Oh oh yeah. Um, And I'm just a fast person in general. I talk fast. I do things fast. Like I just you know, I'm efficient. And there's a, a real gift in that. I like the way you use, like I said, zeal, because that's a gift from the Lord. And mm-hmm. there's a place um, in the New Testament where, where Paul says that being forceful is good. Like I've written on this before, like that the, the, the kingdom of heaven is achieved through like forcefulness and and I remember just having this real kinship to that like oh you mean it's it's I'm not too much like I can be Mm -hmm. like force can be positive like Mm -hmm. the kingdom can benefit from this um (laughs) because it's very easy to to feel bad because you don't have the you know it's hard to get into the gentle and quiet heart space oh yeah um but to directly answer your question about surrender um I I really see there being kind of a spectrum with stewardship on one side and surrender on the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's obviously an oversimplification because surrender and stewardship are not opposites of each other. But what I can do is think, well, you know, I, I have these opportunities. I have this idea. I have this energy. I have this time. Like, I've got to get it done, right? Like, I want to be the, the guy who's got 10 talents, you know, or 100 talents. I don't want to just bury my talent in the ground. I want to give a good return. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a great thing. Like, that's obedience to Christ, right? That's stewardship. Um, but on the other end of that spectrum, the way that I view it is like, you're supposed to be living a surrendered life and the Holy Spirit is the one who directs you and the the interruptions of our life are the life, right? Like that is the Holy Spirit breaking in and we cannot hold our schedule so tightly Mm -hmm. that we think that's all about us and our actions and our, you know, our to-do list. Um, so for me, really trying to pray my way into a center Point, you know, virtues in the middle between stewardship and surrender, and mm-hmm. hold it loosely, um, where you say, "Okay, I this is this is what I think God's called me to. Here are the tasks for of the day that I want to be diligent in, that I want to, you know, serve my master well, but it's his schedule, they're his tasks, it's his yes. energy, and therefore I can." Um, back it off and I can, I can let it be his. And that is an act of surrender. And so trying to, to, to intentionally keep myself in the middle space uh, really is for me central. Well, you know, everything that you said, I resonate
0: with so well, and I think it's so right. And also it's so difficult
1: yes. um,
0: <laughs> because everything that you just said requires a lot of discipline Mm -hmm. um so and that's the other part too it's like oh oh man everything you said I I mean I totally understand you and I think that was one of the reasons you know I wanted to have you as a guest because I knew that you would have good things to share um, with my (laughs) listeners uh and so anyway I, I was just excited but it's so difficult um because that you know being prayerful and and like meeting that balance in the center, which, you know, I've done an episode on balance as well. And, -hmm. and, you know, it's, it's
1: almost as elusive as perfection. It's just Mm -hmm. like, you know, and it's it's an ongoing thing. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I agree with you. It's elusive. And it also just requires like a real laying down. Right. So the way of the cross is self-denial. And I think the hardest thing is when you have something that you want to do that you feel that you want to do for the kingdom, that it's a good thing, that it's a potentially a godly thing.
0: Mm-hmm. And then you
1: have to say, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to lay this down. I'm not going to do it. That, that's like a small, it's a mini death in the yes. soul. Right. And that feels there's a real wrestle that comes with that. Right. Like I write yes. about soul wrestle. That's kind of one of my umbrellas. And, um, and I think it's supposed to be a wrestle, right. Cause the way of faith and, um, is, is a place where we have to wrestle our own instincts and different, even different aspects of virtue have to wrestle against each other. What is the best one, right? And so um, mm-hmm. in this case, what is the Holy Spirit calling me to? Exactly. That, that even happened to me today. I, I had a lunch with some of the women in my Bible study and I was looking forward to it. and It was on my schedule. And, um, and there was a two hour delay because of snow this morning. And I had to, I could either rush and be harried and get myself there and You know, and it was a good thing. Like I want to connect more deeply with these women or I could say, look, I need to lay this good thing down because God is not calling me to um, bully myself. He's not calling me to, you know, (laughs) to this. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. And so you have to grasp that. But it comes with loss.
0: Yes, absolutely. I'm really glad you brought that up because, um, you know, I would I would say to people, I know that the things that I spend my time on are good. I know Mm -hmm. they are, I know they're from God, but I can muddy them up Mm -hmm. um, because I, I take them on, you know, my own or whatever. Or sometimes I think God has me lay it down just so that I can practice surrender even more. Mm -hmm. So a big one for me and i mean i have the little ones like you too where i go you know what this doesn't feel like god like he doesn't he's not pushing me right to to this this frenzied state you know that's not the holy spirit so i need to take a second i need to breathe i need to pray and say, okay, God, what are you asking me to do right now? Should I, should I let go of this, you know, and, and maybe you give it back to me later. And one of those things was my coaching. I was a, I was a life coach, Christian life coach, and I loved it. And I was really good at it. <laughs> I mean, I, I was, and, um, I kept coming to this, this wrestle as you describe it. And God was like, I want you to, to stop. Mm. And I'm like, Really? <laughs> but I'm helping people like for real. <laughs> and, and it was, a, you know, it was like a whole day conversation where I was like, okay, that that's kind of freaking me out because it doesn't really make sense to me. But I really feel strongly from the Holy Spirit that you're telling me to stop. And I'm like, and maybe it just means I'll do it later. And right now I need to stop. Um, and again, logically, that doesn't make sense. Why would I want to like interrupt that momentum, you know? Yeah. Um, but I was like, okay, I, I came to this. I said, okay, it doesn't make sense to me, but I'm going to be obedient. Amen. And, and so I did, and I haven't come back to it yet. And it's been two years. Mm-hmm. And I vaguely think of it and I'm like, wow, it's interesting. Like, and I don't even miss it in the way that I expected to. Interesting. Because um, God, God just keeps bringing me to new places.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And so, you know, but what you said, too, about holding things loosely. Yeah, that that's that's actually a really disciplined practice as well. It's hard because you get some, you get excited about something that God's put in your hands, and then you're like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait! Don't grasp it! Don't grasp it! Don't grasp it!
1: Right? And on the personal, if you're uh, if you're like a a person with zeal, like we just described, it sort of feels like failure in the human, right? Like you had this plan and you meant to do it, and then you didn't do it for whatever reason, even if the reason is obedience. And in the human, there's this real sense of you're sort of crestfallen because you weren't able to fulfill this thing. Um, and that's I think the way of that's the upside down kingdom, right? That like the way up is down sometimes. And, absolutely. Um, yeah. And I, but I do think that you're right. It really can, it kind of turns the apple cart of your soul on its head. Oh yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. So
0: Jesus has become
1: the most important person
0: uh, to me. Um, I don't know what else to call because he's more than a person, but you know, it, but it's been interesting to observe the transformation of my mind in my relationship with him over the past 40 years. I'm interested in knowing, you know, why is Jesus the most important thing in your life?
1: I think that's such a great question. Um, And I've been reflecting on it. Um, It's, it's on the one hand, such a basic question. but On the other hand, it's a question that one so seldom gets asked so Mm -hmm. directly. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know what I mean? And so it takes a little bit of pondering. I mean, for me, it comes down to the conversation that jesus had to peter um, in the new testament uh where peter says to jesus where else we go you hold the keys to eternal life like because peter because jesus says to peter you know are you also going to leave me and peter knows in the bottom you know down to the tips of his toes that jesus is who he says that Mm -hmm. jesus is in fact god incarnate on the earth you know his shepherd um, the miracle worker, the one who knows him intimately, the one who you know created him. And so um, Peter's like, where else am I going to go? And he just knows that everything else in life is empty, even though sometimes other things are both what's wanted in the here and now and would be easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and in many cases, uh, not satisfying, but certainly simpler. Um, so, so that's, I mean, that's what it is for me, like, in the sense that like, Jesus is it. He's the ultimate way he's you know he's everything he's the creator and the sustainer and you know the friend and the lord and the shepherd and you know you could run down that list of 30 things that are the different you know 50 or 100 that are all the things that god is to us and um the challenge of course is that we're walking on this earth um and the here now is so present to us and uh the life of faith seems you know way out there it's it's it often feels unreal even though as Suez Lewis says it's realer than you know than any we settle for mud cakes when God's inviting us into something that's you know a, a vacation on the shore uh-huh. um, but ultimately that's it um, Jesus is everything because everything else pales in comparison and nothing else can satisfy and if when you yeah. when you're paying attention long enough and you've lived long enough you realize that everything else that you put your hope in, it disappoints like it just doesn't you know at one point or another you're gonna be disappointed by all the other things that you that you want to be enough but not with jesus
0: absolutely and you know what when i really absorb that jesus is everything and not just say it but like really internalize it it's it's like for you know temporary Mm -hmm. he gives me these eyes that see it And Mm -hmm. I get so filled up and so like excited. I don't know what another word. Like, I'm just like, yes. Yeah. It's it's everything. Oh my gosh. Like, you just have these moments where it's like, you know, it's real. It's Mm -hmm. so real. Like,
1: there's nothing, like you said, there's nothing that could be more real. Right. Um, But they're not easy to conjure up. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, you're talking about transcendence and, you know, the discipline. You know, this is something that I talk about my kids with all the time. Like, the discipline of pursuing God you know, is day in, day out. And sometimes you're spending a lot of time, right? Like the, the, the work of faith is believing because it's work, right? And yes. You get these beautiful moments of transcendence and there's so much like fewer and further between than you want. And that's not, I'm not trying to be a naysayer or throw cold water on it. I just think that's the tension of, of just saying, I have to continue to remember that Jesus is everything and the most important, while at the same time, I realize that I'm not, I, I, it might feel fake today. Like I'm going to have oh, yeah. to go through these practices and exercises and keep reminding myself today. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, absolutely. And I could not agree more. I'm glad that you said that because yeah, those moments are very, very, very few and far between. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you said it, like I remembered a moment I had like a couple months ago in my car where I was like, he's everything. And I was just like, totally so happy. Um, and it had, and it had come at a time of like, I was coming out of a time of a really hard spell right. uh, mentally. Like I just, it was so hard. Like you said, the believing, the keeping your faith alive is so much
1: work. Mm-hmm. Yep. It is
0: so much work and I get exhausted at times. And then I say, okay, God, you know what? That's a sign to me that I'm doing too much in my own strength, and I'm sorry, and I surrender once again, (laughs) you know, like, But I also
1: think, no, and that's a great point. And that is a great moment to surrender um, and to let that be a signal to do so. And I love that. It's also, for me, a moment of camaraderie with Peter, where you don't hear Peter saying with, like, all this joy. Like, he sort of says it in this very matter-of-fact way. Like, where else am I going to go? Not like, I would never want to go anywhere else, Jesus. Like, Mm -hmm. more like, let's be really logical about this. This is an (laughs) objective equation. Like, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I feel I feel good about that that Peter is able to encapsulate it in that way which is like in the human here and now while we're in the battle you know uh, uh, that is life on this earth it's it doesn't always feel transcendent. Sometimes no. it's just like, Jesus, where else am I going to go? Like you're it. I don't really feel you. It's not really feeling amazing, but like, still I'm, I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. You know? Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. a a hundred
0: percent. I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's most of what my day-to-day life is.
1: Yeah, um, definitely. And,
0: and I am encouraged by Peter and by Paul, because I feel like when he writes, you know, when I read what he's written, I I can feel, okay, he gets it. Okay. He understands how difficult
1: this is. Yeah. yeah. But also, I also that think, so and I know, we'll, I know we'll get into this in a minute when we talk about phones, but I also think that one of the things that I write about is about transcendence and the transcendent moment, um, you know, and very, and another word for it is wonder. Um, and... Those moments are few and far between, but there's also think, like they're in some ways, I think they're fewer and farther between than ever in the modern life, because number one, we're so busy and rushed. And number two, we distract ourselves so much away from those moments that could become transcendent moments that we never can, you know, we never have the opportunity to receive them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, phones can play into that. And so I think part to me, part of, of faithful life is trying to take seriously the fact that God is wanting to meet us in transcendence. But we, in in transcendent moments from time to time, but we have to be open to them and and not shut off that possibility by just being so consumed by other things.
0: Yes, totally. It's true. And I've been finding myself more and more, um, especially during this pandemic, um, to because I feel those like hurried, rushed, okay, next, next, next. And when I start feeling that inside, I stop on purpose and I pause and I just like drop everything that I'm doing. I just stop where I am. I open my hands and then I I invite, okay, Holy Spirit, I need, I need you. I I am inviting you into what I'm doing. Please help, you know, fine tune or direct what I'm supposed to be focused on right now and not, not like. 13 things in 20 minutes you
1: know and that Um, goes back to the surrender and being overzealous you know like the personality type that we have is the type where it feels like failure to call in at the lunch date and say I can't make it not all personality types have as much of that you know and so knowing yourself and knowing what you know what your temptations are and where you know the enemy can get you off track I think is so valuable but that's a good practice of yours
0: for sure. So we know that one of your goals is to be a good steward, you know, to your call, um, and as as a writer. So can you tell us a little bit about what you write?
1: Sure. Yeah. So I have have been writing my whole adult life. Um, I I'm a consultant to large Christian nonprofits, and so that's been my main outlet, you know, for the past 20 years working with you know Wycliffe Bible translators and American Bible and Barner Research, which has been great. Um, I've also written. Uh, for Christianity Today and um, the Joyful Life magazine and other in my own blog, you know, kind of intermittently over the years. Um, And mostly what I write about is is soul wrestle is what I would call it, which is um, just exactly what we're talking about. You know, the work Mm -hmm. of doing, the work of following God well, um, the work in our souls of pursuing a life of faith, understanding that it's work, not being undone by that, not allowing our doubt to consume us when it is hard. Um, Just that, you know, that sort of Jacob wrestling with God image. Mm. And most recently in the last um, year or so, I've really um, focused in on that concept as it pertains to how we moderns use our phones. Um, And so that's why I'm a screen coach and have been, um, because I think that the phone, because it's the most frequently used tool by the modern American and the modern human. um, It's the source of so many aspects uh, of character formation without our even being aware of it. Right. Like our soul is involved in our phone use in at least 10 ways a day. And we are just, you know, we we don't even see that. And so I think it's an amazing opportunity uh, looking at the phone and looking at how we use it is an amazing opportunity to examine our faith and to see the ways that, you know, we have idols and to see the ways it just so practically so, um, visibly you know things that are often invisible become visible when you look at your phone practices so um yeah so that's the main thing that I've been writing about um I have a a book proposal in with Ravel right now called hold the phone you don't have to ditch Mm. to ditch yourself to live a life of presence um and I've been running phone challenges and I work with folks one-on-one on on occasion um and it's been really a neat it's just an area that I feel a lot of passion about and I've really enjoyed learning more about and writing more about Um, yeah
0: well, I know that um, I've enjoyed reading your emails and participating in some of your challenges. And I do want to talk about that uh, before we go. But I have one other question. Mm-hmm. Um, in what ways have you seen your trust and surrender increase in this past year?
1: Yeah, that's a good one. Um you know, and we always want to be able to point clearly to things in the sequential linear growth pattern and they don't. Really oh, yeah. Like yeah. Um, Guilty. Totally. I think one way has been um, like the entire world with COVID and just the very uh, unpredictable nature of what the days and months are going to look like and days mm-hmm. and weeks and months. Um, you know, I have four kids. You know, my kids are in school, um, public school in our town. Just, you know, trying to figure out when they're going to be in school, when they're not, what the issues are, um, how to handle, you know, the frequent closures of things. Um, For a person that's Mm -hmm. zealous, for a person that's productivity oriented, that is really tricky at times. Um, And Mm -hmm. so I definitely have had to trust God with my family life and my kids and their own bumpiness, the bumpiness of their roads um, and the overall health of our family in new ways in the midst of that. Um, and then I'd say mm-hmm. another one is just been really trusting God with the trajectory of my writing. Um, you know, as I, you were talking about balance earlier, I, you know, I'm still consulting and I'm doing uh, a more proactive, doing more, more proactive things in my writing than I have in the past. And we've already talked about the fact that, you know, productivity can be a hang up for me. And so trying to live surrendered while still walking out this, you know, this call that I feel like I have from God, uh, it's literally a daily thing. Uh, And it's probably why, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's part of it, right? Is when you can't, when it feels like it's a bit more than you can handle, that's when God's doing the work and you're learning the things you need to learn, you know? So trying to remember, you know, that he must increase and I must decrease is something that has grounded me throughout that process and just, you know, and, and Mm -hmm. allowed me to lay down the to-do list and say, look, you know, if if all I do, like you said, if all I do is just sit here with God and let him be God all day, then, you know, I've won (laughs) as it were.
0: Ooh, yes. And you know what? Um, there are some times when, when I can do that and it's the best thing ever. Um, and, and then, you know, I hesitated when I say it, cause it's not really me. Um, but I find it interesting that there are so many days still that it's so mm-hmm. hard to sit and let God just be yeah. God and me just be there sitting, mm-hmm. you know, um, it feels like that can't possibly be what he wants me to right. do because how is that going to help anybody? But you know, there is, um, there's time and place for everything. Obviously there are times when we need to get up and be the hands and feet. Right. But uh, what I've learned so much, especially over this past year is that God wants me to draw close uh, and have those, surrendered moments with him where I'm literally doing nothing yeah. except sitting in his presence way more often than we would That's think. So because he is everything. He is our rest. He is our strength. He is our peace. Right. Uh, he is even our conviction. So, um, but but sometimes, and, and, and I get frustrated with myself, sometimes I find it so difficult to do it. And yet I know it's the right thing to do. And um, it's like my mind is in yeah. the way. Even though my words are affirming, you need to stop. You need to pause. You need to let God mm-hmm. be God. And you need to sit back for a second. So like I can say that to myself. And I can force it, Right. But sometimes it doesn't feel as productive because my mind is so like, this is a ride, this is a ride, I need to get moving, I need to go.
1: I think that's the power of the daily office, you know, which I've dabbled with a little bit this last year, which is kind of returning to God throughout the day in a posture of prayer. You know, the classic modern thing is like your quiet time in the morning and then you're sort of off to the races for the rest of the day. mm Um, right. Also, so the daily office, I think can be useful to that for that. I use it less than I you know, should, or wish I did. Um, and the other thing that I really like is the pause app by John Eldridge. He's got a one, three, five and 10 minute pause. Yeah. And I it, use It's that. really helpful. Like it, just in terms of where he reminds us that union with, with Jesus is what the purpose of life is and that that's what you're doing in those moments. Um, I agree. Yes. I think the format of the pause app is helpful because it does, um, you know it can help your mind it says something to your brain to sort of trigger it to stop its rattling you know
0: well and you know what I like about it too is that that music there is something so I mean because a lot of apps have music whatever but this music really
1: helps me to like relax Mm -hmm. um I don't know I really did Did. no and I'm grateful for him I feel like he's really um kind of a pioneer in the space that I am working in when it comes to what it means to allow digital, you know, your soul to flourish in the midst of intense digital, you know, life. Um, And so I'm grateful. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I, the reason why I shared that is my, my pauses are getting way more frequent and way more fruitful, but I was just sharing the other side too, that, you know, sometimes our minds are the ones that are kind of messing us up. Yeah. Um, And even in that, I can get frustrated, but what I'm reminded of, what I feel like the Holy Spirit keeps reminding me is like, this is why I give you my grace and my mercy, because this is going to happen, Yeah, you know, absolutely. you're not
1: going to do everything right. perfectly, no matter how much you want right. to. And also, right. And to that um, point, you know, we got, I was thinking we were talking about how turning off our mind is so hard. We got so focused on the do instead of the be, right. And like.
0: We're like, yes. as long as I'm
1: doing the stuff, it doesn't matter the state of my soul while I'm doing it. You know, it doesn't matter that I'm slave driving myself or I'm rattled or frustrated or harried. But you're like, no, actually, like the B is much more important than the do in the kingdom of God. Um, exactly. I, I, get, I get that wrong all the time. And it's in the pause, you know, and it's in the stopping that we can flip that, you know, flip it. I mean, with the, we can try Absolutely. To, the Holy Spirit can help us is what I mean by that.
0: Yeah. So as I mentioned before, Uh, I, I've participated in some of your Lent phone challenges and I've been blessed by each one. Like I really have enjoyed them. So, uh, I know you have a current project you're working on with parents and teens. So so can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely.
1: So in 2020, I did about four or five phone challenges. The Lent one last year was the first one. It was during Holy week. It was called nothing before noon. And the idea was to stay off all social media apps and news apps until noon. Um, And in my phone challenges, I very intentionally, I don't make them complete detoxes, um, like turn your phone off. Like for example, Wendy speak has an an excellent, um, 40 day social media fast right now. And there's others that have done that as well. And I think that's really powerful for me though. I, um, I feel like the space that I work in is trying to help people be like, learn intentionality about continuing to use their devices, but in a different way. Um, and, you know, and, and blending it in a kind of a holy way into their life, um, So, yeah, I did a Mm -hmm. Lent one and then I did a couple in the summer. I did an Advent one um, and uh, I've done something for New Year's, um, you know, for new phone habits just just in January that just ended Reset 2020. Um, And the one that I'm doing over Lent is called Family Faith and Phones, a parent and teen Lenten journey. Um, And the idea for that is that a couple of people who've done my phone challenges have done it with their tween or teen and have talked to me about the fruitfulness of that. this is an issue that's obviously affecting families, not just adults, and in some ways affecting mm-hmm. children, arguably more even than than adults. Although you know, I think everyone has their challenges, um, and so a lot right. of my of my readers and my participants and, and people that work with me, they're really seeing and feeling overwhelmed by um, leading children and teens into this phone world well, and um, there's a real, you know, a real pain point there for people, you know, including myself, I have four kids and trying to figure out how to steward this well is not easy. So this is an opportunity Mm -hmm. um, for parents and teens together to spend Lent, you know, Lent is such a classic time that, you know, one tries to focus on discipleship and spiritual formation and um, fasting of one kind or another. Sometimes people add something in, um, but more often they fast. And this is an opportunity to do something akin to that, not necessarily to fast, but to um, do a, a practice that would diminish cell phone use in some intentional way so that character formation could happen. And the idea is that um, parents could do it, We you know, would do it with teens, um, that it would be sort of fun and not onerous or, um, you know, quote unquote fun. I mean, it's not happy clappy, but it's not this heavy handed, dour thing. It's more conversation sparking and looking at scriptures and It's broken into um, several themes. I tend to look at the ways in which our phone impacts our soul in different ways, right? So there's um, attention, there's presence, there's solitude, there's connection, Mm -hmm. there's rest, um, contentment. There's these different areas of life, which are part of our soul anyway, that the phone really kind of um, plucks on the strings of, right? So looking at these different Mm -hmm. aspects of life, which are really aspects of faith, um, and seeing the ways in which the phone interplays and, and doing a few challenges and having some conversations around that kind of sequentially throughout Lent uh, is, is the goal of it. And I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be fun. Yay. Yes.
0: I think I think it'll be a great blessing to anybody who participates yeah, in it for sure. thanks.
1: I appreciate that. Well,
0: you're welcome. Well, Susan, I have loved Me too. this conversation. I think that um, there's a lot of good um, I don't know, meaty mm-hmm, stuff in here. I agree. <laughs> um, So I really, I really enjoyed it. And um, thank you so much. Well, thank you for so much for today. having me
1: and for putting out such a great podcast and being somebody that uh, is, in a, is a zealous, you know, um, in a godly way, you're using your zeal to uh, further the kingdom of God and to spark, you know, meaningful conversations about faith and to be a leader in the space. And I'm just grateful to you for doing that. And thanks so much for having me on.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. All right. Well, hopefully we we will will talk soon. Thank you. Bye, Vanessa. All right. Take care. Hi, friends. I'm so glad that you've been enjoying the You Don't Have to Be Perfect podcast and wanted you to know that if you'd like to support this podcast and its message, any contribution would be greatly appreciated. I've decided that if we can get up to $300 in the first 60 days, I'll send a special gift to all those who have contributed to donate 99 cents, 499 or 9 a month to this podcast. Simply click the anchor link in the notes of this show. Once you're on the anchor homepage of the, you don't have to be perfect podcast, click the middle button that says support. Select your amount and enter your info. It's quick and easy and will make a great impact in the lives of my family. Thanks for being with me today. Let's keep practicing saying no to perfect and yes to truth. Take care.